This is Creatives Incorporated, where we take a look at the process and inspiration of creators. I'm Travis, your host, a location sound mixer and commercial photographer based in Pensacola, Florida. Today is Quarantine Special 4 with guest Meredith Edwards. Meredith, perhaps better known by her moniker, Meredith For Real is a triple threat, podcaster, on-camera talent, and occasional model. Her podcast, The Curious Introvert, is more than 25 episodes deep and just keeps getting better and better. You can find out more information about Meredith and The Curious Introvert at MeredithForReal.com. How are you doing today, Meredith? Well, I'm better now because I had that awesome intro. (laughs) Thanks. I'm glad you liked it. (laughs) (laughs) Made me feel really good about myself. I might replay it if I'm having a bad day. There you go. That's what we want to do here. And, uh, you know, depending on when our audience is listening to the show, some might, uh, some things might seem out of date. So for reference, we are recording this on April 10th of 2020. The year of our Lord. Yes. Hoping that the world is going to be a better place soon. Um, Oh my gosh. So, you know what it feels like right now is I was thinking about this when I woke up sad today. I was like, oh my gosh, I know what this feels like. This feels like when you're at the DMV. And you're, you're waiting and waiting and waiting. And then you're like, screw this. I'm, I'm getting out of here. Except for you can't because <laughs> it's life. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, as uh, everybody has just learned that Meredith is a very engaging and creative person. <laughs> but uh, you like to classify yourself as an introvert. Yeah. Uh, and and I, as do I. I think we're both kind of extroverted introverts. You know, we're... You know, but we tend to still want to go have that me time. I very much am that way. I like to say I am an introvert uh, who was raised as a military brat. So I had to learn how to make friends quickly. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. And it kind of depends on how you define intro and extrovert. Like for me, introvert means that I refuel by being alone, um, organizing closets and drawers. And uh, it really has no reflection on like my social skills, but which is, I think, what you were referring to as well. I've always been very social, but I don't know. I'm I'm just very happy stuck in a room by myself, creating, playing, learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where I get my kind of my energy boost from. But uh, I, I do feel a deep need to go socialize, and, and I think that got fed more than it might not have, more than it might have naturally occurred if I had kind of been in one place my whole childhood. But, you know, we moved around four or five times. By the time you're 10, you, you develop some, some friend-making skills. That's true. So Very true. You know, tell me a little bit about the story of Meredith. What led you to working in podcasts and entertainment? Uh, I had never even listened to a podcast until about, I guess, a year and a half, two years ago. I'd always just... Uh, listen to YouTube clips. Uh, yeah, I was always dedicated to you know personal development, that sort of thing. But I don't know why. I just I get I'm not what we call an early adapter. <laughs> so like when people say, oh, there's this new app, oh, there's this new technology, there's this new thing. I, I'm, I'm I'm the person that will almost like go the other direction because it's new and it's popular. I'm such a rebel. Um, so. I just didn't catch on to it. And then I started watching more and more Joe Rogan clips 
And that's when uh, a friend of ours was like, you need to just listen to the app and still couldn't figure it out. But I went to um, a local podcasters uh, pop up like a meetup and you've got your name in a drawing if you subscribe to her podcast. So I handed her my phone and she helped me figure out, <laughs> download Spotify and subscribe to her podcast. And then that led to me listening to all sorts of different podcasts. There wasn't ever one that I was hooked on. I was all over the place because I'm a curious person. And then um, when I, I went to Principles of Podcasting, which was a kind of a workshop panel that a local PR company did, Vivid Bridge, I realized that you can actually do that, do the thing. You can have a podcast and there's people that'll help you with the parts that you're not good at, which for me is all things tech. Um, although that's changing now with COVID-19, I am learning some things. But uh, then when I thought about what I would do the podcast about, I thought about the parts of my life that, you know, meant the most to me and I, that I enjoyed the most. And it was learning people's stories because um, I was in direct sales for 16 years and would go to people's houses and like they'd tell me things that they liked or didn't like about their skin and their makeup, very personal. So I got good at helping them feel like they were my best friend in the first five or 10 minutes. And then I realized that's what a podcaster who does interviews does. And I was like, I could do that. So I, I also benefited from those um, selling appointments because a lot of the judgment and bias that I would have about a person when I went into their home and sat at their kitchen table, it was overcome when I talked to them. It was overcome when they told me a story about their life or I asked them a question and they gave me an honest answer. And not everyone has the opportunity to have a varied stream of people in their life like that. And certainly not a chance to like talk to them like that. So I thought, what if the podcast was that? a chance for people to listen in on conversations with a wide variety of people with the mission to inspire curiosity. Because if you lead with curiosity, you can't lead with curiosity and judgment at the same time. It's one or the other. So if you lead with curiosity as a habit, it would literally make the world a better place. So that's kind of like my, my hippy-dippy uh, mission. I love it. And you're, you know, like we said before, you're 25 episodes deep right now. Um, by the time this comes out, that's probably m much closer to 30. Uh, do you, do you have a goal in mind of how many you'd like to go? Or are you, you doing a season model or are you want to just, if you can, uh, do like the Nerdist podcast, which is now I think the ID10T podcast. I mean, I think they're in the 900s. Oh my gosh. Of episodes. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, I want to be consistent for as long as it is brings me joy and as long as it makes sense. Um, so I, I'm kind of in the middle of figuring out what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> so uh, I, I have a general idea. I think I, I want to get paid to travel the world and talk to people about their lives and then show those conversations on film. So I don't know if that means travel journalist or um, anthropological TV host. I don't know what that, I don't know what the title is, 
but I just, I, I know that that's kind of what that looks like in general. So part of the podcast's role in that is practice. And because I just like it, like I generally just enjoy doing it. And it's become a little bit of a business card. So when I am on set doing something and, you know, it comes up like, what else do you do? I have a podcast and they look at the podcast. I might be on set that day, literally just like smiling on a beach, doing something that requires a very little intelligence. But because they see the podcast, they're like, oh, oh, she has on-air hosting talent and oh she's good on her feet uh, good on her feet you know good on her toes or um they just realize there's more to me than the the model that they hired to you know sit in this pool and look good in a bathing suit i don't get that work i don't know why that is i'm glad <laughs> one of us a book but just you i suppose but well uh, i think you'd be great at a live episode have you do you have any plans to do one Yes, actually. Well, it all depends on what happens with social distancing mandates going forward. But I have plans to um, be present at the LGBTQ film festival in Pensacola as a live interviewer to two parts, two purposes to collect um, content for the film's uh, big anniversary that's coming up in 2021. They're going to like put together a bunch of uh, clips from the interviews. Let me, let me back up. So I'm going to have like some sort of booth there where people can come in and sit down and talk to me and tell me their story and tell me what the film festival has meant to them, or they could tell their coming out story, or they could tell, I don't know, whatever story they want to tell me. They're just like, Hey, I'll listen. 10 minutes. Um, but it's hard sometimes to talk to the camera with no one, with no human there. So I'm kind of the rent a human in that scenario that will help them tell their story and draw it out with the right questions and just make them feel comfortable. I want to live stream that. I haven't, I don't know the how, but that's the only live stream thoughts and plans I have at the moment, but I'm pretty excited about it. I think that's great. I think that blends kind of your honor hosting talent, your podcasting. Uh, you know, I think that does really well. Um, you know, while most new podcasters are both like tech and talent, though, you know, one thing's kind of special about you in our area is you, from the get-go, you've utilized a team approach. Mm-hmm. What made you kind of take that path instead of the person who, you know, like, well, I want to keep this as close to the vest as possible and... You know, I don't want to spend any money on it. I'll, I'll learn it all myself. You know, that's, that's more popular, but I like the approach you've taken. I'm just curious as to uh, what kind of pushed you down that route. Uh, it's because I don't know Diddley. <laughs> that's why. It's a very simple answer. My, I'm, I'm a firm believer in, like, stay where you're strong. So I'm strong in promotions, and I'm strong in people. And I'm also pretty strong in sales. So I can coordinate the sponsors, you know, get the guests. I'm good at communication so I can coach the guests so that they feel comfortable from start to finish. They're the stars of the show. That's how I want them to feel. And, and I'm good at getting the word out about anything 
in a fun, creative way that makes people want to interact with the brand or the thing. So that's where I'm living. And then the other stuff, I literally just didn't know how to do it. So having um, a team of people to do the video and the audio is great. So, but this just in, I'm actually going to be doing more of the audio myself. Um, my audio guy, I took on a, a, another role at a company, a more traditional like nine to five role. So I bought some equipment and I'm going to be figuring it out um, my, with, by myself. <laughs> so, but I, the neat thing is I've met a lot of great people like you and um, my video guy knows a little bit about sound as well. And there's this wonderful tool called YouTube where you can learn things. That's great. And that, that leads right into uh, the next topic I want to talk with you about. And that's, you know, we've all been a little, not bored, but we've all had a little extra time on our hands lately with social isolation and I think that's uh, hopefully people have been using that time to develop some new skills. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you and I have spoken a bit lately about the engineering and technical side of podcast production. And like you said, you've been buying some gear and now uh, you're going to be taking on some of that technical side yourself now. But uh, for some people who might be like you, who come more from the personality side and less from the technical side, not f might find that daunting or, or just not a little a little unapproachable, you know, maybe walk them through, uh, kind of how you did your research and what you found out and what you chose on gear. Oh, that makes it sound like I'm super organized. I really appreciate the way you worded that I've question. Seen your notes. I've seen your notes. <laughs> Listen, uh, well, it, yeah, it, it, the, the weird thing about this season of life that we're in right now with COVID-19 is, you don't have as much luxury to overthink some things and you have way too much time to overthink other things. The neat and special thing about my podcasting experience is the team that I talked about, it pushed me to have deadlines that I would not have otherwise had. So when I got that team thing in motion, you know, put down money signed a contract it put into motion actual hard deadlines of things having to happen and so it prevented me from overthinking too much of it which was such a blessing and for anyone who struggles with that and is thinking about any sort of project <laughs> that's all you got to do is just hire some outside people put some money on it and that'll that'll get a fire under you to keep going but COVID-19 has done that for the tech part of for me um, because very quickly I had to figure thing, tech things out that I hadn't before. So it started by running experiments. So I would do like uh, an experiment with just recording a solo episode because my episodes are typically interviews, but I did a solo episode and I recorded it completely from my phone. Okay. What did that sound like? And, and so that's a good example of kind of like how I branched into the tech part of it. You and I had lots of conversations and I felt like I was seriously talking to someone who was speaking a different language when we spoke, but I wrote down all the words I didn't understand. And as you know, I, I made a word document of my new vocabulary and it really helped me. That was the, if anyone is looking, 
<laughs> Thank you. If anyone is looking at tech from a eyes wide open, overwhelmed, doesn't know up from down, that's what I would recommend is pick one part of tech. So I picked microphones and start Googling the, the wording, the jargon. And when you open up the language, you can, all the other YouTube videos about all that stuff make way more sense. But when you just try to go on YouTube or you just try to read an article about what's the difference between this microphone and that microphone, it just makes you, I mean, we're already all getting a drinking problem from COVID-19. It makes you want to drink even more. So don't, don't do that. Just start with learning the lingo and then go from there. And that's what has really helped me make some purchasing decisions. I think that's great. And you also had, we, we talked about in our conversations that because you had worked with a team, you know, your audio guy had brought certain equipment with them that you had become familiar with. And while you weren't, you weren't not unwilling to look at other pieces of equipment, you were familiar with how that one, uh, how that equipment sounded to your voice and functioned. And, and so you had a, a, a positive approach toward that technology. And so as we kind of outlined what options were out there for you, uh, we kept circling back to that same system. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think eventually you told me you landed up, but when you started adding up how much everything was going to cost that came in that one piece of equipment, you realized the piece of equipment you actually wanted was actually the best to buy as well. Yeah. And, and I, I agree. I think it was. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I can't wait to get it in the mail. I'm very excited. And it's funny because when you're starting any sort of creative thought, especially from the ground up, you have, I mean, it is a dump truck of ideas. Every time you take a shower, every time you take a shit, you have a new idea. So it's like you just walk around with your phone, putting in, I, you know, notes in your phone, or I used to have small pieces of paper in my uh, sitter console of my car. And every time I took a drive, I had new ideas. And I'm so glad I saved those ideas because as you, as I went on along in the process of creating the podcast and all the things that, that surround it and, and are included in it, I forgot that one of my goals is to be able to do interviews when I travel places, which now that you know my, my great big goal, you might think, oh, well, duh. But I had forgotten about it until I ordered that equipment. And I realized that one of the perks would be that I could take my, all my podcasting gear with me when I travel and I could interview anyone in person. And I'm like so excited about that idea that I had way back when, when I jotted it down, you know, on my steering wheel as I'm driving. Don't tell, don't tell anyone I said that, but I'm sure no one will know after this, but. Hypo, you know, hypothetically. Yeah, yeah. I was very safe, everyone. You know, and, and like I said, you, you have a team of a couple of guys that I've worked with you. I know one of them still is. Um, you know, the Curious Introvert, also, you have been moving around locations until until very recently, um, you know, where you were moving the podcast, not in the normal studio environment, not at, you know, your subject's home, 
but to actual physical businesses around town and kind of given the highlight there. But now you've recently moved into uh, the Pensacola Museum of Commerce, which is an excellent place. How did that occur? Oh, yeah. I Moving locations is not an easy way to do things. Just I would like the record to reflect that if any potentially new podcasters are listening to this episode. Um, but we live in a tiny house, and so there's just not room. And we also live very close to an airport, so it's super loud. It's just not, it's not ideal. Um, I... Uh, thought it would be interesting since the podcast is on YouTube to make it visually interesting. And so we started at uh, an event venue called Corda de Luna and that was a really cool spot. And then we um, moved to a gym and I kind of traded these uh, podcast locations for an ad on the podcast because I wanted to not just take from them, but also give something. And I wanted to give them business and it worked, you know, the, the event location got at least one bride and that's, that's not a small dollar amount, you know, to, for a bride to book that location. So I felt really good about that. I, I accidentally kind of stumbled upon the, um, it's called the UWF historic trust. They actually have 12 museums underneath their umbrella and, I had that idea how cool that would be, or it might've been Caleb's idea. It might be my video guy's idea, but um, someone that I knew had a contact there. So I called him and he was very receptive to it. So he's so receptive to it that we might be there for a while because there are so many visually interesting spots to film in and to make it uh, different. And so we did a batch of uh, episodes actually at the old Trader John's. So it's uh, actually in the T.T. Worth, Went, Wentworth Museum on the second floor, third floor, something like that. That's Yeah, and that's a very, very cool museum. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a three stories. Uh, it's, it's a private collection that's just been added to uh, Mr. Wentworth. And, uh, and you moved from, so you were there for a while. At what point did you move over to the Museum of Commerce? Well, we were supposed to be at the Museum of Commerce um, for our next batch recording. So we record about four episodes per batch, and that allows um, some flexibility for um, lots of different things. But I, I do recommend the kind of batch recording, not not in too many batches. But um, what happened is COVID-19 is none of the guests could come in person because of the outbreak. So the location was beautiful for in-person recordings, but not as visually interesting for me looking at a laptop doing a Zoom recording. However, Trader John's was still visually interesting, even if I was just at a lap- staring at a laptop, because a lot of the things that make that space unique are close together. And so when you have a tighter shot on me and the laptop, it still looks cool, whereas at the museum... It's kind of like an open warehouse feel. There's a lot of cool stuff. It's a super cool space. But on tight shots, it just looks like you're in a big room. You're one of the only other local podcasts that has the video element, um, Hmm. which is is taking on a a whole other level of work. And I I love and appreciate that you've done that because I like being able to often put a face um, with the name. Although even, you know, I've had people, even when I produce a, 
video podcast, the first question is, hey, is there an audio only version? Because mm. I still think, you know, it's primary, you know, podcasting, we're a primarily audio medium and people want to be able to take it in the car or on a run or into the gym. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we're still able to do this from a distance. And, uh, you know, along with, you know, your involvement as a local podcaster, you've definitely taken hold of one of the, I feels like a leadership role within our podcasting community. And most recently you formed the uh, Pensacola Podcaster Facebook group. Um, mm -hmm. And we've, we've had one meeting uh, before the whole COVID thing. <laughs> Otherwise, I think we would have already had another one by now. But um, have you always felt comfortable taking initiative for something like that? Or was it, uh, was there something else driving that? Well, even when you said like, oh, you've become a leader and, you know, I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. I, I don't know that I, I don't know if that feels like a fit for me, but I, maybe I'm an initiator. I have no problem being an initiator. I'm a little bit of a reluctant leader. Um, I don't know, maybe that's because I don't want to like come off as bossy or something, but I, I love to equip others to um, work in their strong space. That I love. And so I guess in that sense, it's kind of leadership. But yeah, I've, I think being a leader in direct sales for so many years um, has made it, has given me the confidence to lead in a variety of situations that are not predictable. Because if you're going into somebody's home and you're doing like a home party, you're walking into, <laughs> you don't know what. And, you know, I have a lot of great stories from, <laughs> from all of that. Um, but it also taught me a lot of great lessons. And the biggest lesson can be summed up with uh, the quote from Hangover, but did you die? You know, so turns out things cannot go as planned and you nothing really bad happens and sometimes the best things happen so um that's given me the confidence to to try new things to initiate things and and honestly like that little meetup that we did it was it was pretty self-serving like I wanted to meet other creative people because uh at some point your spouse only wants to talk about podcasting for like so much like they haven't read the articles about the industry and not every podcaster even wants to talk about industry trends and podcasting like that's that's a little nerdy and I, so I kind of wanted some fellow podcasters that I could talk to like hey guys what do you think the 2020 trends are you know um so yeah it was a little bit of a self-serving project that hopefully we will be able to to reboot very soon after we're allowed to get together again. Yes, it's great. And it makes me think of, I can't even remember what the, the point of the song was, but I've always, the title has always stuck with me. There's an old song title uh, that's called Self-Serving with a Purpose. Oh. And I've always liked that phrase at least. And that's kind of what it sounds like that meeting was for you. It was self-serving, but with a purpose. Totally. And so many awesome relationships have come of it. Like, I'm so grateful that you were there because uh, you, you know, you're obviously an awesome person and you have also helped me so much with the equipment side of it and taught me a lot. And Pensacola is a small place. So the people that are podcasters are so excited to meet one another. But the surprise is 
we almost already knew one another because we're about one degree of separation in Pensacola, right? There's no right. six degrees. It's yeah. one degree. Yeah. You, uh, you look up each other up on Facebook. So when you've never met before and somehow you have 25 friends in common. Totally. Completely. That's a Pensacola normal. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. So what are your hopes once we get uh, this whole COVID thing, hopefully under control or at least find a new normal for all of us? Uh, where we can kind of get within six feet. Uh, you know, what are your hopes for the group? Oh, well, I think I just want to keep it genuine and uh, continue to connect. And I hope to build some real friendships. I had this very utopian uh, vision of us like inviting each other over to our houses and doing barbecues. <laughs> I feel so silly saying that, but. Um, it's just, it's nice to have like-minded people in your life. Not to say I don't already have great people in my life, but um, it's fun when you're a person who likes a lot of different stuff to have a variety of friends who also like this, you know, a variety of things also. So um, I don't know. I just, I just hope that some cool friendships come from it. And I think it'd be really neat to celebrate some big milestones together. You know, I know Holden Hardman isn't um, a podcaster per se, but I love that he is in the group and I can just see him hitting a million subscribers and us, you know, throwing a party or something. So obviously I have a very vivid imagination. I have all these like episodes in my mind. Like <laughs> it's practically a Netflix special in my brain. Well, Holden's a good friend and Holdy, if you're, uh, you're listening, uh, if, we're celebrating a million subscribers then uh how about you throw the party with that million subscriber <laughs> money you're getting there you go at a hundred thousand we'll throw a party for him he's already halfway <laughs> there he already hit 50 i know well i had him on the show this last batch and when i wrote his intro it was like 36 or thirty-seven thousand followers and he was like uh actually <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he, you, he didn't tell he didn't tell me how many, but he's like it's a little higher. And then I went and looked it up, and it was like ten thousand higher. Yeah, see, the thing is, he's hit this growth curve that he was. It was after about four or five thousand every week. He was hitting a thousand, and then you know, three times in two weeks, and then twice a week he was hit, getting over a thousand. Just this exponential growth, and so now I don't even keep track. It's just you know. He'll eventually put out a video that he hit a new, a new level, and I'm like, okay, you know, good. I'm just so proud of the guy. I think he's doing well, but it's really hard. I also think I told him he's, and I and I hope we all kind of, you know, get to a level of success like this. But he has, whenever he does a live group chat now, or he has a you know a live stream, there's so many people in the chats that you can't actually interact with the chat because it moves too fast. Uh, and that's one of those other, I, th I almost think that's a better barometer than like just the subscriber count mm -hmm. because, you know, you're actually popular at that point. You know, you're, you're, you really hit, you know, a stage where, okay, I used to be able to like jump in and out and I'd make a joke and he'd of course see it. Cause I was only one of like 10 people in the chat. Now I'm one of like 300 people in the chat mm -hmm. and it's, uh, yeah. it's pretty amazing. I, I'm really proud of the guy. It is, and you bring up an interesting point about numbers and statistics because 
I don't know if you've had this happen to you, but as a pod, new podcaster, I run into people or I'm at a networking event or whatever. And, and people say, oh, you're a podcaster. How many subscribers do you have? And I'm like, well, it doesn't really work that way. And when you explain, they're like, well, how many people listen to your podcast every week? And now that number, I can tell them, but 160 is not impressive to people who hear, are used to hearing YouTube numbers of 160,000. And so they don't understand like, no, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> so it gets, it's, but then on the, on the flip side, on the creator side, it's like, how seriously do you even take the numbers? What do they even mean? And you know, how much does it matter? So the whole like numbers thing is one of those subjects that I, that I love to discuss with other podcasters, because unlike some of the other social platforms, it's less exact, it's much more subjective. And it varies from podcast host to podcast host you know if you upload your podcast through buzzsprout they count it a different way than if you upload through libsyn and so it's like because of that do you how do you even measure your success so it really causes you as a creator to think about what's the point of what i'm doing outside of numbers you have to find validation in another way because as soon as you think you know how to measure your growth or your success, some sort of industry change will happen and make the way that you're measuring irrelevant. And in addition to your love of podcasting, you know, we've already talked about that you work as an on-camera talent and model. Uh, do you find those skills often complementary? Oh, totally. The modeling skills to podcasting? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I'm not that nervous on mic or on camera. So, but I remember when I was. And so that helps me help the guests to not feel as nervous because I remember what it's like to show up on set and not know, like people talk to you like you know what you're doing, but you don't and you're trying to fake it. <laughs> so I treat my guests in with the perspective of how I felt when I was a new model and I would show up to set and they would use lingo I didn't know and there was things that were expected for me to do and know that I didn't know to do. How did you start in modeling? I got scouted at a networking event um, when Blue Cross Blue Shield opened. They had a retail, they have a retail center here in Pensacola and my neighbor, I just moved to Pensacola from Nebraska and my neighbor was in public relations and she said, oh, okay, you're in network marketing you need to go to networking events. And I was like, oh, I hate networking events. That's so gross. It's so not genuine. Ugh, I don't want to do it. And she said, listen, girl, you just moved here. This is, this is your only job, right? And yeah. She's like, well, here, here's a VIP ticket. You can get in early. You should go. And so I decided to go. And the photographer there was, at that time, he was the husband of the owner of the modeling agency in town. And I, he didn't tell me that. He just said, hey, I think you should model. And I was like, oh, okay, creeper. <laughs> <laughs> and I took his card. But he followed up on LinkedIn 
and was like, did you call that number I gave you yet? And I thought, okay, maybe this is another thing. I just need to try it and see what happens. And uh, obviously I'm not previously that adventurous. So I really have to like gear myself up for new things. But I did. And I got a meeting with um, one of the owners of the, the agency and they signed me. So it was completely not anything I did. So it was just basically luck. Nice. Do you want to plug your representation? If anyone wants to find it? Sure. Yeah. You can um, find my portfolio of work at com slash model behavior. I have a bunch of pictures and videos that I've done there. Um, I'm represented by Izon Models and Talent. And last week I got signed by Heyman Talent um, out of Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky. And I think they're opening a place in Tennessee as well. So hopefully that'll mean more work, even more work in the future. That's great. And yeah, speaking of that new representation, you know, you've mentioned that, uh, you have a little bit of a desire or interest in exploring the world of voice acting. I know it's not something you haven't stepped into yet, but uh, what are your kind of thoughts on that? What are you What are you hoping to maybe achieve? Well, it's it's really stems from curiosity, which is you know, I'm not, I don't mean to overuse that word just because it's part of my podcasting, but it's no, truly <laughs> who I am. It's like, oh, I'm curious about that. What is that? Um, I'm just curious about it. I think it's fascinating to me that you can get paid for reading something in a natural voice. And it's just weird. It's, I mean, it's, I think it's weird anyway, that I would get paid to like walk on a beach with a fake husband and pretend like I love the beach. Like that's absurd. (laughs) you know so I'm like well if that works I wonder if this other thing might be something that I would uh that would also work for me and be fun my cousin is a voice actor and DJ in Panama City Florida um and he's been doing that for a long time um I think I have a pretty flat accent you know my my other fellow Nebraskans would probably say I sound southern compared to them but it's still pretty flat which I think is versatile um but I'm just curious about it. I want to see if uh, there's a fit somewhere out there in the world for a voice like mine. And I think there will be. I think it's great. Well, this has been a wonderful talk with you. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Meredith. Uh, you know, Thanks for having me. We've mentioned uh, MeredithHurrell.com, but uh, where else can they find you or the uh, Curious Introvert? Oh, all the places. Meredith for Real, the Curious Introvert, is on 10 apps. So you just search that bad boy and it'll pop right up. It's also on YouTube by the same name. Thankfully, not a lot of people in the world called Meredith. So <laughs> that really helps the searchability. On Instagram, I'm Meredith for Real. And the same on Twitter. Um, yeah. And I would give you my LinkedIn, but like, who the heck is using that? But if you want to, it's Meredith Hack with Edward. So knock yourself out. But yeah, Meredith for real, pretty much on all places. Thanks so much. Have a great day, everybody. <laughs> if you want to find out more about Creatives Incorporated, check us out at creativesincorporated.com. See ya. See ya.